the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God the Father, and the communion of the Holy Spirit be with you all. Good morning. On the last night uh, that I was in New York after Hurricane Sandy, uh, my chaplain team uh, was set for a meeting for a farewell dinner in Midtown Manhattan. So up from an underground subway, I climbed long, dark stairs into what should have been the darkness of late night. But instead, Times Square blazed with a blinding, unnatural light. Millions of bulbs and neon tubes, hundreds of video screens the size of houses, covered all the skyscrapers in the forest of downtown Manhattan, and they aggressively advertised to every eye that looked at them all the world's goods and all the world's entertainments in a blinding, unnatural light. And in that strange, disoriented moment and place, thank God, from somewhere deep within, I was given to remember one candle on the altar in the darkness of the Pascha morning and the hymn, Come, take light from light that is never overtaken by the night. For though all the world's luminous allurements be unplugged or lose power, in one moment of disaster, and the whole world be plunged into darkness, one light remains eternal. And that light has come to us Gentiles today as we sat in darkness. Our Lord comes to the districts by the Sea of Galilee. The culture of the people there is an open society where Jew and Greek and native Gentile populations move together and intermix. Galilee means rolling down. And in the broad way of looseness that characterized that region, it might be said that it was rolling down into sin and away from Jerusalem as you might see our country to be in our day and time. Though the land of Zebulon, which means out of the night, and of Nephtali, which means broad, is a broad and dark place beyond Jordan, far away from Jerusalem, the light has come to it, and the light is about to dawn upon it. The lesser light of the law of Moses had not enlightened this place. But the great light of the one who gave the law in the first place is coming to it. The people sitting by the sea in the pitch darkness of spiritual death had not sought the light, but the light is seeking them. The promise of the incarnation, the light, that was in the cave, made manifest in the waters of Epiphany, 
has come to their town and to our town, to their country and to our country. What is the word that the light preaches to us and to them on this day? What is this saying that will enlighten us like the blaze of the rising sun after the darkest of nights? What is this light that we may take it from him? What does he who is the dawn say to us on this morning? What he says, as if in antiphon to the preaching of the forerunner John, the word repeats in harmony, yet fulfills that which came before. He says, repent, for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. Jesus proclaims like John, but at the word of Jesus, that which was prophecy for John is manifested in the flesh before us. In the person of Christ, the kingdom of heaven is no longer looked for as close at hand, but now it can be touched with the hand. Will we move today toward him to touch him with our hand in the light that he brings? What is it that prevents me from encountering him this morning? What is it that prevents us he, like John before him, tells us, tells me what I must do. He says, I must repent. Repent. Now there's a word that doesn't warm the cockles of your heart, does it? It's not one that we hear easily when someone comes and says to us, we must repent. That's not encouraging, is it? Is it? Perhaps it is. Repent. Though we do not receive it easily, we know we must. It is a word we do not receive or act easily upon, though we know we must do both. We have turned from God, all of us, each of us, in our own way, and we must move back toward him. Unless we stop moving away from him and move toward him, we shall never meet him. Do you understand that? How far we move away during the course of our lives, how far we do not see him in our lives, how far we have turned in a different direction from the one that he is moving toward. And he comes to us, but we must somehow turn to him and return to him. Repent. Our stopping and turning and moving toward God is the way that our salvation begins. It is only when we repent and make, begin to make those steps to take the next, next steps that we have, that we encounter him. Repentance. Repent is not a brief form of the word sorry. 
it doesn't just mean sorry. Now, those of us that have had two- and three-year-olds know that two- and three-year-olds will often go, sorry, 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 just as about as the hand is about to come upon them, just as they're about to be moved toward where they should have been moving in the first place. They like to say, sorry, 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 sorry. Repentance is not just a form of the word sorry. Repentance is bravely confronting what it is that we've done and beginning to do something about it. It is, as one once said, a radical revolution and action. You want revolution? Repent. I wanted revolution in my youth, and I had to repent to be standing here. Repent. Repentance strikes at the very root of all that we have been, all of the wrong ways that we have been moving. The Baptist said, the axe is laid at the foot of the tree. The axe is laid at the foot of our trees. We need to repent. Jesus stands here now before us, and he commands us to turn and to move toward him. And though to be sure we must each do this for ourselves, the very wisdom of God has appointed in his church a tangible way of confession, a tangible means that we might fulfill that repentance as an aid in our spiritual work. But it is something that we must turn toward. Again, we do not turn easily toward confession. We do not turn easily toward the journey of repentance, but yet we must. We must prepare for it. We must turn in that direction. And as we prepare for confession, the light shines into the deep parts to show us what we must repent of. I have never found that I had to search far to find what I needed to repent of. As David said, I know my sin, and my sin is ever before me. But we must confront that which is ever before us. We must repent of it. <coughs> repent. For the kingdom of heaven is at hand. The Lord stands shining before us in a light that is holy, a light that is eternal, a light that is bright. And all he asks of us as he stands before us is that we move toward him. But we must rise and move. We must turn toward him if we are to encounter him. He waits for you. He waits for you here in this place in a bright light that has come to you this day. Let us move toward him to the glory of God the Father.